Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Tuesday the 25th of July. There is another wave of business sentiment opinion polls out today. The German IFO survey, the UK CBI trend survey and the US Richmond survey all look at business sentiment in various forms. And then there's the Conference Board Consumer Confidence Survey from the States as well. At least if we have this data dump so soon after the purchasing manager's data, we get this nonsense out of the way quickly and can go back to looking at what actually matters in the economy. What actually matters in the economy is what people are doing, not what people are saying they are doing. What people are saying they are doing encompasses sample bias, political bias, an excessive role for media and social media, and misunderstanding the question. Think of survey evidence as looking at the economy through a social media filter. It's not reality. It's what the survey respondents want you to think reality looks like. China's Politburo meeting yesterday removed the phrase housing is for living in, not for speculation, from the statement. Markets seem keen to interpret this as official sanction for real estate speculation, such as the eagerness to see a significant stimulus around the corner. The tone of the statement was certainly suggestive of additional general economic policy support, with a focus on service sector spending, as well as autos and electronics. However, it was not suggestive of a mega-stimulus that would result in significant global spillovers to other economies. The Financial Times reports that the United Kingdom will have the highest debt service costs relative to GDP within the developed world this year. This is a function of the high proportion of UK debt that is tied to inflation, or rather tied to the defunct retail price inflation measure that is a miscalculation of inflation. This emphasises why some of the technical quibbles around inflation calculation actually matter. The two-tier pricing structure of UK supermarkets at the moment means food prices can fall without food inflation falling. Good for the consumer, but bad for the taxpayer, in theory, as the government ends up paying a higher rate of interest on its inflation-linked debt. If supermarkets were more universal in their price discounting, the government's borrowing costs would be lower. Wheat prices have been rising in the wake of Russian attacks on Ukrainian shipping. Rising agricultural commodity prices may not have the same impact on food price inflation in developed economies as last year. In developed economies, food prices have very little to do with farmers. Consumers are buying highly processed, packaged and advertised food, and so most of what they're paying for is domestic labour costs after the farm gate. But last year, the commodity narrative, combined with a naive view about what actually goes into food prices, allowed for a profit-led inflation episode. Now, consumers are more resistant. Global Google trend searches for greedflation, which is an unfairly pejorative term, but nonetheless what is generally used, were barely happening last year. They have increased significantly since May. Food manufacturers and food retailers are thus likely to be more sensitive to the threat to their brand loyalty if they try and spin higher grain prices as a reason for developed economy food price inflation. That's all for today. 
Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.